welcome to the Three Ball Guys Talk Marketing Podcast with Three Ball Guys. Fred Peritsky of FCP Digital, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications, and freelance writer Rodney Warner. Thank you for joining us once again for Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing with today just two bald guys, but we'll just have to do the best we can with me, uh, Rodney Warner, freelance commercial writer. And I'm Paul Schindel, Three Bears Advertising Marketing Communications. And with us in spirit is Fred Peritsky of FZP Digital, but... He's much too concerned with his clients than he is with us, so he's not here. Well, and and that's the right and and as right as he should be. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest this time, and our best guest so far, I'm sure, is Heather DePredo. Hi, thanks for having <laughs> me. I'm really excited to be here. All right, and we're we're really happy that you are here to talk about your publications and not only what you do with those publications, but how those publications can help others market their services, their businesses, nonprofits, whatever it is they want to do. It so, is little, literally my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> what, Not your kids? <laughs> yeah, after them. Okay. We'll, so what we'll turn these, off the mics and then we'll talk about your kids. What are these publications? So what, what we produce are um, two hyper-local community magazines for the Bucks County market. We provide Yardley Living, which goes to Lower Makefield and Yardley Borough, and Newtown Neighbors, which goes to uh, Upper Makefield Township, Newtown, and Wrightstown. So these are all upscale communities, and the purpose of the publications is to help our communities feel closer together. Uh, We always profile people, so we are, I would say we're not a lifestyle publication. We are more of a life publication. We are for what people do day-to-day in their lives and how they connect with others. We are really community-driven more than, um, you know, we're not, we're not fancy. We're, we may be pretty. We are nice, glossy publications, but we are not, um, you know, we're not focused on trying to make people feel rich. We're focused on helping enrich their lives. And how do people receive the magazines? They are sent via direct mail every single month. Um, Each publication is unique. Our Yardley publication that goes to Lower Makefield and Yardley is always about a family or an individual or an organization that is located in Lower Makefield or Yardley Borough. And our Newtown publication is always um, focused on an individual organization or person who uh, lives inside Newtown, 18940. And so, um, you know, I've, I've looked through the, the publications a little bit, and I see that you sort of have a variety of content here, which, um, which includes uh, local contributors and also includes, a, I guess this is sort of a monthly um, little calendar listing of, um, of activities in the town. That, that's correct. So what we have found over the course of, um, of time with the community publications is there's really two things that people open it for and keep it around for. They open it to learn about 
the people we're featuring on the cover and inside. And they keep it around because of the event section. So our event section, people tell me, even if they feel like they need to um, you know, pass the publication along, they often pull the event section out and keep that on their counter, or they keep this turned to the event section because they want to know what's going on in their community, what they can do over the weekend with their kids, or what they can do on a Friday night with their spouse. Uh, we also find that both men and women read it, and we have people reach out to us from their early 20s up through their 90s and tell us how much it means to them to receive this. That's great. How do you market your publication? How do you get advertisers, people interested? What do you do? I, I would say, by and large, so far, we started this in 2017. Um, it's been mostly myself or my husband out talking with people who, you know, our businesses in the community and sharing what we do. Um, and I would also say that primarily that's, that's me. Um, so I joined associations. I was the president of my community association in Yardley for a year and a half. Um, I'm on the board of Experience Yardley, which is the nonprofit that does all of the cool events in town, the uh, Music on Main and Small Business Saturday and um, Canaloween and events like that. Um, and a lot of volunteering for nonprofit organizations like the Autism Organization Potential in Newtown. I, um, I really believe in spending time in the communities that I'm serving, and that's what helps me get to know individuals there. Obviously, I met you, Rodney, through Newtown Business Association, even though we both live in Lower Makefield. You know, you're not only looking for advertisers and sponsors, but... I can imagine you want ideas for stories. You want Absolutely. people to come forward and say, hey, you it should is, go talk to Joe Smith. He's got this amazing thing going on. So it's not just... It is one of the biggest challenges. I think, you know, in terms of marketing our business, I've spent more time talking to people about trying to tell their stories than I have even talking to people about sponsoring. I might want to rethink that strategy in terms of, you know, growing the publication because without sponsors, you have no content. Mm -hmm. We can't grow the number of pages without more sponsors. But um, our cover stories are really why people open this and we're looking for families who, it doesn't have to be a family, it can be an individual, but we want people who are doing things that are interesting, that are compelling or, you know, that they'd like to share. And we find that in, in some communities, people are really excited about it, and, but a lot of people are really shy. And so sometimes they're like, oh, I'm not the person who should be on the cover of a magazine. It doesn't matter how great their story is. It sometimes can take me a while to convince somebody that I think the story they have would really resonate with other people. Yeah. Uh, and then we have people like we're featuring in November in Yardley, the Holden family, who went through so much personal you know, really tragedy in their lives with both Scott and Susan nearly dying for different reasons, and they've come through it in a way that they're able to help other members of the community through fitness, and um, they were nominated by, I think, three different neighbors who thought that their work was so compelling and had really helped people they knew. And I think that, to me, Obviously, this is a business, and we need sponsors, but 
being able to recognize a family for their contributions to their community, it means something to me, and I think it really means something to them. So this is like um, a snapshot of this point of their lives, and it tells something about their their journey that is a recognition they don't easily get in other ways, and I think that's meaningful to me, and I think that's why it resonates. This is really something we do from the heart and that I think touches people in a lot of different ways. Is is the Newtown and the Yardley publication basically kind of same themes, the same... Yeah. Um, same formula? You know, they're the same formula, but I find they have a very different vibe. Um, what I found in Newtown um, is it is maybe a little easier to find people who are willing to be featured. You know, I, I think that they're kind of excited. They're going to be on a magazine, whereas in, um, in Yardley, I found people might tend to be a little more private, a little hold their cards a little close to the chest. Um I think that there's a lot going on in both towns, and my job is to figure out what is of interest to the people in each of those towns, which do have a different kind of dynamic, and sharing that um, every single month. And that means 24 different cover stories. It means probably, you know, dozens of different experts sharing what they know and and trying to help educate the community and a lot of other moving parts every single month uh, to make sure that both of these communi- communities get something that they want to take out of their mailbox and read, because that's kind of the point. You know, if they don't read it, it's not worth doing. So during the time that you've been working on these publications, what have you learned about these communities that you didn't know before? I, I think I've learned everything, because I lived in Yardley for um, Lower Makefield for many years, and I was not very engaged in the community, to be frank. So um, I was I was a professional. I came from a marketing background. I was an executive, a senior vice president. I traveled a lot. I had no time for almost anything. So I didn't go to the community parade or the, you know, and and what I learned about the community in doing this is, like, I was missing out on so much by not just taking the time. And I suspect, I'd like to believe, that if this had existed back then, I would have done a lot more in my community because it would have been right in front of me. That's what we find. um, You know, we call this social media. I know that it's not digital. This is print. But we call it social media in a print form because we push things in front of people and make them aware of things they otherwise wouldn't seek out often. Uh, so you would know about other things coming up in the weekend that you might want to take your kids out to. And it, it's not something that's difficult. It, we make it very easy. So I think in Yardley, I learned that there's a vibrant downtown community that is um, always has something going on. It's always really fun. And... Um, in Newtown, I'm going to be frank, I'm just learning about Newtown now and really enjoying getting to know the people there. And um, last month, we worked on a story that comes out in about a week, which is about the uh, the nurses and social workers in the Council Rock School District. And that was quite an education for me to, to get to know these people and how much of their time they volunteer to try to help families in need and also how many families are in need in both um, Council Rock School District and Pensbury School District that, you know, there's all these programs to help. And that's another nice thing we get to do 
is shine a light on some of those good things that people who are in a position to help are able to do in our communities to help people who uh, you know, could use a helping hand. You, you mentioned that you have a marketing background. Take us back there. How did you, you know, develop an interest in marketing? How did, what, what kind of marketing did you do? And how did that ultimately bring you to be the publisher of these magazines? So go way back to when I was a kid. My dad was in advertising. He was a, a, an executive at a number of different advertising agencies in Philadelphia and New York. And from, from my perspective as a kid, I saw it as a very cutthroat environment. I, I didn't think I would ever want to be involved in that kind of industry. And if you flash forward to when I got my first, I would call it corporate job out of um, college, I worked for a company that served the ad industry. So it's a slightly different, more tangible marketing. It's the, the promotional merchandise industry. And I worked for what I would call like the hub or the association, the for-profit association that um, that worked for, with for ASI. Yes, yes. That's the American Specialties Institute. Yeah. The the fancy word for promotional items like um, pens and pencils and coffee mugs. And Shot glasses. Shot glasses and a million other things. Is Beer mugs. Advertising specialties. Yes. Promotional and, items. And so I worked for I worked for the Advertising Specialty Institute for twenty six years. Um, I went from basically the mailroom to, you know, the sales division. And, um, and through that was able to, over those years, I became the national account manager and we worked with people in the, the sales and marketing industry and we helped them put programs together to better manage their, um, you know, better manage their time, better market their businesses. We built websites for over 10,000 of our customers and um, sold digital marketing programs to them and sold pay for placement to the vendors who wanted to reach them. So it was, it was very much involved in sales and marketing, but in a, in a different capacity. This is way more, um, this, is <laughs> this is a very high touch face-to-face, sit down with a cup of coffee business. You're working with real small businesses. You know, they're they're in charge of every dollar they spend on marketing and they care about where it goes. And so it, it's different. The companies I worked with, at least in the last decade I was at ASI, were a lot larger and had maybe, um, you know, more flexibility with where they invested their marketing dollars. And this is um, this is a very personal thing businesses what we do now how did I get there from there to here so you know I got laid off and um, necessity is the mother of invention and I had a you know I had a what would you call it I had a non-compete you know there's fancier words for it but I had a non-compete and I couldn't work in that industry for any of the businesses who would have paid me enough to work in that industry and so I had to find something different and what I came across was I I found this which at first I thought well who'd be crazy enough to do a print marketing piece in this environment when everything has gone to digital then I started to research it and what I found was um, print media as long as it's targeted to the right audience is highly effective it is um more likely to influence buying decisions than 
many of the digital media that you see there alone. And when paired with digital media, it's really a powerhouse. Um, and it's also, by doing these community-focused things, it gives businesses the ability to stand out in a way that they would struggle to do financially when competing with like Rocket Mortgage or something. You know, there's a lot of big companies, they have so much money. And these small, you know, small businesses who care about the community of Newtown or who care about the community of Yardley or both, to hit those communities 12 times a year with content in a way that um, helps people understand why they should buy from them is it's really compelling and to be able to do it at about a third the cost of direct mail is also incredibly compelling so for for the right business we're in a, we're just a great fit it is a great fit and one of the things that's an interesting hybrid of that your your publications are an interesting hybrid between uh, for example a um, a newspaper, and I know there are a couple that are competing in your market, and at the other extreme, something like a Valpac or a money mailer that is basically a, an envelope full of coupons, mm -hmm. um, which typically does very little for brand development. Um, so you've got, it seems, a nice niche between those two. And I notice a lot of your advertisers are service companies, uh, local realtors, banks, uh, some healthcare. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and, and I think this is ideal for any kind of business who looks for an upscale customer, somebody who might, you know, I would think like a beauty-focused business. We don't have any yet. We haven't focused on that, that niche, but we will. So somebody who does um, Botox or what have you, we have a great audience for that with um, over 7,000 adult women who read the publications, who would probably be influenced by advertising there, but but it's just not something we have yet. And, and what, so you're saying some of those women might have wrinkles or crow's feet or I'm something. I'm saying, you know, as, <laughs> as a woman and still in barely in my 40s, you know, I can see the benefit of learning about some of those great, great tools. And we would love to have some derma stuff in here and um, some more restaurants. And, you know, we'd just like to round out our content because what I think I've done really well is working, you know, with that face-to-face, -face, you know, networking groups and associations and, and what have you. And what I haven't done as well yet is get out to some of those businesses that are a little outside of that, but still want to reach our market. And that's what, uh, I guess, what 2020 will be more about for me. I've noticed also that some of your advertisers have editorial content here as well. How do you package that? So um, I think advertorial kind yeah, of yeah, it's sort of advertorial, but I, we don't list it as advertorial because it really the content is always educational, and it has to be um, something that somebody would want to know about. So we have. Um, in Yardley, we have maybe 13 partners. In, in Newtown, we have 10 partners who are what we refer to as expert contributors. There's only one per topic. So if you're the expert contributor in, let's call it um, CBD, which we just added last week, then you're the, only, you're the only business who can write about that topic. 
doesn't mean there can't be a chiropractor who has CBD product available in their office, doesn't mean they won't mention it in their ad, but in terms of educating the community about how you utilize those tools effectively, or um, I have a family law expert, just one family law expert. She writes about matters, um, her name is Karen Almer and she's terrific, and she writes about things like um, custody and separation and um, wills and trusts and estates. We would love to have a um, somebody who writes about employment law because our audience is an affluent homeowner. All those people that live in the homes we go to, you have a great job or you have a great business. So you either care about protecting your business or protecting your assets should something go wrong in your job. So that's in listening to one of your previous podcasts, I thought about that and I thought how much attorneys will spend to try to reach their prime audience. If their prime audience is Newtown or Yardley, especially if they're one of those smaller firms who doesn't have the budget to do an incredible amount of social media, um, SEM and you know Google AdWords and all of that stuff, where do you, where can you reach the audience you care about and help them understand your topic as effectively as, as this allows anywhere else um, as affordably? I don't think it exists. So our expert contributors are 36 issue partners. They work with us for an extended period of time. They are exclusive in their topic. When you, when you say they're 36, so they've made a 36-issue commitment they have. to appear in the publication. And in both of the cases of both um, Yardley and Newtown, it was those experts who really allowed us to launch the publication. If you look at a, a typical um, magazine cycle, a, a new magazine will, will, generally speaking, last about 18 months if you don't have those long-term partners. So the difference between what we do and what they do, because we are so focused on individual communities, we find those businesses who care about the community, who want to write for the community, and we um, work together with them to have kind of this long story that they can tell about how they help people in, a, in an actual helpful and meaningful way not buy from me, I'm the best at this. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody's going to read it. Um, it's If you're an expert in mortgages, you're writing about things that people have problems with, and you're helping them understand whether or not they buy their mortgage from you, some solutions. And the goal is that after reading this for two years, when it's time to sell their home and buy another one, they know something and they'll think to call on you. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't do all this digital media too. You should. And they're going to they're gonna look online anyway. But it means that they're going to believe that you have some local knowledge that's going to be beneficial to them. And that's, that's the purpose of it. So that's what our, our experts do. And we still have a number of topics we're looking for experts in. So I, I would say... Um, there are 900 similar publications to mine across the country, and I can help people in any market who are interested in reaching them. So if somebody is, is interested in reaching a specific market and they believe themselves to be an expert in, um, in their field, yeah, I'd love to talk with them and see if I can connect them with the publisher in their community who can really help them do that well. 
Does does the publisher offer like a regional buy? Um, if if a big bank wanted to buy the entire state of Pennsylvania or New Jersey or some other area. Yeah, we um, we do similar things to that. So right now, um, I'm the only publisher in Bucks County, but I have a colleague who's starting up in the Richboro general market, Northampton area. And so she and I work together. If somebody is interested in reaching that, that greater Bucks County area that we touch, we work together to come up with a program that can work within their budget. Likewise, my colleagues in the Mercer area, I think we have six publications in um, in this area. We're, we're in Princeton right now. So in this general vicinity, and they work together to help their um, larger sponsors reach their broader audience of about 20,000 homes. Speaking of reaching the number of homes, do you have... Um a hundred percent, or what percentage of the households in each town do you hit? We go to um, in each community between thirty-five and thirty-six hundred single-family homes. Um, generally speaking, these are not condos or townhomes, although there are exceptions. For example, Yardley Walk. I go to every home in Yardley Walk. It's a very upscale townhome community where you know it's nine hundred grand to to do a nice. Uh, a nice yardly walk home. So I go to every home there. Um, but generally speaking, the reason we do that is for our sponsors to know that if somebody is receiving it, they are um, able to make decisions about their property. They are, um, they have a property and they're in a community where, you know, the average home values in our two markets range from a half million to three million um, single combined household income between like 135 and 250. So these are these are very highly qualified prospects, but they really do have interest in their community. And the statistics show across the, the country, they haven't they have not done my individual markets at this point. 89.4 percent of the people we mail to read it, which is you know it's a it's lot great, of people. That's a great, that's a great number. And a lot of times it's not only one person in the home who reads it. So we have 20,000 people we're reaching, and a lot of them are going to see your ad if you're in here. Well, and, you know, that that leads to the, the broader topic of the value of printed communications. We've talked on the podcast a lot in the past about website <clears throat> design, development, SEO, et cetera. The power of print is is really very, very impactful um, if it's done right of course um, as as I, I've I've created print advertising and direct mail for longer than I care to admit um, and certainly one of the one of the bylaws of the whole experience is especially with direct mail is that um, if you can't get someone to open the envelope you're you're toast but um, if you do get someone to open the envelope, you are getting valuable eyeball time. That's very true. And, and what they have found um, with magazine ads in particular, they tend, people aren't really paying attention to the ad. Let's, let's face it, you know, people don't read my publication because they're wondering, you know, what 
Jammer Doors has on sale this month, they're interested in the people, they're interested in the community, they're interested in the events. But what they see as they go through the pages, and it, it really does not, it's not a huge time commitment to get through this entire publication, um, what they see is they see the companies who support their community, and it makes them feel good about them. Also, if they're thinking of getting a new roof, they're going to see an ad for the roofing company and they might see that they have a special right now and it's worth calling that company because they have something time bound. So it's it's not that people come here for the ads, but unlike many of the, the media that we're hit with that we almost try to avoid, you know, like as I'm scrolling through a story that I got to on Facebook, I couldn't tell you who's advertising to me. I know some people are, but I'm ignoring it. My brain is very powerful at ignoring it. These things are less likely to be ignored. And, um, and so it, it's just a powerful way for these local businesses to brand themselves and to put themselves in something that, that has a nice high-end feel without spending you know, a fortune. Now, a fortune varies depending on who you are, you know, but I, I would say we can support somebody from as small as like a local acupuncture guy to as large as, you know, Capital Health or ShopRite or, you know, one of those types of organizations, car dealerships, et cetera. And then um, we have something to fit almost every budget, including seasonal businesses who may only be able to market, you know, half the year because they maybe they're an ice cream shop who closes. So you know the the pieces in in the um, in the editions. Uh, do you call them mm, sponsored pieces, or, or what's what's the term that you use? So, are you talking about the articles that are yeah, expert contributors? We yes. call them articles. Okay. Um, so the the thing is, on the cover of each issue, you'll see kind of a synopsis of the articles that are going to be in each publication. Um, we ask our expert contributors to write an article each quarter. So it's it's not an enormous commitment on their part, and their their article is, generally speaking, around 500 words. So it's, it's not, you know, right. it's impactful, but it's not going to take them two weeks to write it, hopefully. Um, and if it were, we know somebody great that they could have helped them. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You know, it's and it's, you it's know. Rodney Warner, freelance writer. <laughs> that's writer for hire at Outlook.com. Very good, Paul. You're welcome. Yes, I'm. He's my sponsor, and uh, you know because I've I've written well. The 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 publishing company called them called it native advertising. I think that's a a good word for it. It's a group I follow. I think on LinkedIn, and I, I read an article recently. I think it was in the New York Times, and it said. The problem with advertising is people hate advertising. Mm -hmm. But I would tell you, they love stories. So they love something they can relate to. And that's what we always ask our experts to approach their topics with, things that are relatable and things that won't take forever for somebody to read or don't speak above their ability to comprehend quickly. These are snappy, helpful articles that are um, not something you would purposely go Google necessarily, but you're going to leave the article with more information than you came in with and a feeling that this person actually cares and they want to help me. 
you know, for a while for this publishing company, I was writing uh, pieces for a very large law firm. I think they had like 20 offices literally spanning the globe. So I would interview a partner. We'd talk about private equity or investments in the energy industry, whatever it was. And, you know, my background is much more like retail and, okay, how do we get how do we get the, the person getting a divorce to come to see this attorney? Or, you know, he got hit, you know, hit in a motorcycle accident, you know, which, which personal injury. And it was really interesting because it was like this multi, multi million dollar law firm. And the whole point of these articles was to try to recruit other attorneys from other giant law firms because that's how they were growing their firm. Well, at least that was one of the ways. So, you know, it's it's interesting with those kinds of articles. You, you might have any n- number of goals, which which may or may not be, and and that's I think that's true in this publication or any number of publications where yep. you do that kind of article. Maybe you're trying to recruit employees. Maybe you're trying to mm-hmm. make your place sound really exciting, and there's great things happening here. And it's it's when I left college, I worked as a reporter, and it was in radio, but. You know, I see this kind of native advertising as, I mean, it, it can be the lifeline of a lot of publications. But it, on, on the other hand, me being like the former old school reporter, I'm like, uh, you know, it's, well, it's, you know, it's, you know, I'm really good with this, with these kinds of articles or these kinds of pieces, as long as everybody knows where it's coming from. And what I thought was really interesting, the pieces I wrote... I just blended right in. There mm-hmm. was like, there was no little warning sign. There was there was nothing there. But uh, but it's 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 really. I mean, they can be really helpful, mm-hmm. and they could they could really get people's attention and inform a lot of people. And it's 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 just a really interesting. Uh, you know, I'm sure it this is. has been around for a long time, but yeah, and and um, what you know what I. What I see in in these magazines is that the cover story is indeed a, a journalism piece. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's news. It's a it's a feature about a person or a project or an activity going on in the town. It's not journalism about what's happening in the town council no. or um, in Hong Kong. In in Hunk or in or in Yardley or Newtown, and, right. and we're really um, not news. I mean, I, I hope right. that's not news to anybody. But you know, <laughs> we're we're not the news, and we care about what's happening in the community. And you might find articles about timely things like the Mary Yardley Bridge or something like that. But we think that there's many many news outlets that do a phenomenal job of the news, but they're not as probably focused on human interest, stories that are deeper with vibrant photography. It's it's just not their niche, but they're super awesome at what they do, and hopefully you know, people will believe we are as well, and what we do is a little bit different. Um, and, and what I'd say about those experts is, you know, I think we, we do the best we can to disclose that the people in the front of here, they are, they are sponsors as well as contributors. But we ask them to have their content be, you know, useful and and not just a big sales pitch. And I can tell you ShopRite is a good example of someone who really cares about helping people make good food choices. You know, it, they don't, 
I'm not saying they don't care where you buy the food. I think they would prefer you buy it there. Yes, they would. But, but I will also say they really care about helping people make good, healthy choices in the way they eat, and they support that by having lots of great, healthy brands that are available there. But they've never once said to me, you know, how do we make this more about ShopRite? They've always really focused on the food and helping people with great recipes, with great content. And, um, and I think that, that that's the kind of business they are, and we're really proud to have them in here. I, in fact, I, I did advertising on the uh, ShopRite account for quite a few years. Um, the, the guy I worked for, one of the guys I worked for was, uh, actually the creator of the can-can sale, the famous ShopRite can-can sale. I remember it as a kid. Everyone, everyone does. (laughs) And dancing um, peas, you know? Yes. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, supermarkets are fascinating and very competitive market. Um, but they do uh, have to have to address the the needs of the greater community by by promoting their interest in nutrition and you know healthy living, healthy eating, eating that that sort of thing. You know, this is all about content marketing, and I think I think normally that phrase is normally applied to websites, mm-hmm. but it, this this is just another form of content marketing. And in order for it to be effective, it has to be useful. I right. mean, it doesn't. You know, whatever blog you write or article or whatever you have out there, if it's not of interest, you're you're wasting your time. Uh, yes, you are, and 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 your dollars. And we do we see this a lot, like a blog that gets mailed out to people. So every every month we have three to five, you know, blog articles from mm-hmm. different expert contributors. They get mailed out to the homes, and I would venture to say that many of them get read more than they might if they were just in their websites right. simply because you're pushing it instead of trying to pull people in. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you started with Yardley. Mm-hmm. Was that because you lived there? It was. I mean, you know what, Ronnie, honestly, I loved the idea of getting this. Right. I thought, I wish when I saw some of my colleagues who had been around for a while and, and published these in their towns, I was like, man, I wish I had. Like, I want one of these in my town so much. Newtown, many people told me, was the smarter choice to start with, but I didn't know it as well. And so I thought, well, let me see if I can do a great job with Yardley, then we'll go to Newtown. And guess what happened? A lot of the sponsors in Yardley said, so we really like Yardley. When are you going to do a Newtown publication? Right. I was like, "Ooh, would you go in if I did it?" And they said, "Yeah." And then, uh, then we we brought Newtown to life. Yeah, so I was, you're, that's you're taking I was, over the world one town at a time. One town at a time. Because I was going to ask you, okay, so how did you how did you end up in Newtown? I mean, so so as far as this this publishing arrangement, are there other territories which which are available that you might once you've you've conquered Newtown and Yardley? I mean. Is the sky the limit? I love Bucks County, so I would probably try to stay, you know, true to Bucks County. I'm a Bucks County girl, born and raised. Um, But but there really is no limitation on that. And the other thing I'd say is, you know, people will listen to this probably all over the country, possibly even in Canada. Yeah, and and, And and around the world. And beyond. 
We have these publications in communities across the U.S., Canada, and I want to say maybe right now Ireland, somewhere like that. But, you know, this is a great, it's a great business for somebody who cares about their community, who loves working with businesses, and who loves marketing. And I'd be happy if there's anybody listening to this who says, man, I wish my town had one of these and I think I could do it, and they just love marketing, call me. Because I'd be happy to connect you with the right people. I think it was, as much as I loved the job I had before, and I really did, um, and it was it was kind of painful to think of doing something different because I just felt like I was so good at it, and how am I going to start over? The quality of life I have today in comparison to the quality of life I had in corporate America, on airplanes all the time, and with 80 hours a week or more spent dedicated to somebody somebody else's wealth and prosperity in the long run. Um, I, I would take this really any day in terms of the, the time I have with my kids and the time I get to spend with great people like you and across my community. Okay. Okay. On that note. This, is, this has been great, Heather. And uh, clearly the folks in Newtown and Yardley have a lot um, – a lot to enjoy in these publications, and your advertisers are clearly in a good position to to reach the people that they uh, really want to sell to. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Really happy to have been here today, and we look forward to doing much more across the um, Yardley and Newtown communities in the year ahead. Okay, well, thank you for coming, Heather. And uh, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up and... Uh, So thank you once again for listening to Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing uh, with one less bald guy. Um, But I'm once again Rodney Warner, a freelance commercial writer. Uh, You can reach me at writerforhire at outlook.com. I am once again and still Paul Schindel. Uh, You can reach me, Paul, at threebears.com. And we spell that out. So it's T-H-R-E-E bears.com and uh, serving um, all of New Jersey and some of Pennsylvania with advertising and marketing communications. And in absentia, um, Fred Peritsky, uh, FCP Digital. And Heather, why don't you give us your, uh, your contact info in case somebody's interested in uh, learning more about the great stuff you do. Sure thing. Um, you can reach me at hdepredo at bestversionmedia.com or... Um, check out our Facebook page at uh, Yardley Living BVM, as in Best Version Media. Uh, either of those places, great place to reach me. And if you just Google my name, Heather DePredo, you're going to find me all over, all over the place, and you can catch me there. Okay. Thank you, and until next time. Thank you for joining us at the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast. Please join us again next time. Check out our website at three, the number three, baldguyspodcast.com. Until next time, may the good marketing be yours.